Hello and welcome to Just Us and God. My name is Ellen. Yesterday I shared about my experience of being saved by grace. I can also remember the exact moment when I chose to believe in Jesus. I'm going to share the memory of that experience, but first let's share some scripture. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 to 10 in the New King James Version reads like this. And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not for yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now I'm going to share my personal experience as it relates to that scripture, and then I'm going to come back to it. So two days after I first went to church, the pastor visited me. He had a chat with me, and he asked me, what do I know about Jesus? So I told him what I knew, which all based around the idea of Jesus as an historical figure. So the pastor shared the gospel message with me. And then he asked me if I would accept Jesus and his free gift of salvation. I remember mulling it over in my mind. I don't know if it was for seconds or for minutes, but when I was done, this is my reply. I'm willing to suspend my disbelief. So the pastor led me through the sinner's prayer. When he said that I should invite the Holy Spirit to come into me, that just sounded too weird, so I added my own conditions for safety's sake. At that point, I wasn't completely sold out for Jesus. But I had given God permission and that was enough. The Holy Spirit moved in and he started moving quickly and powerfully in my life. To revisit verses 8 and 9 of Ephesians chapter 2, they say, By grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. I want to focus on those words, grace and faith. By grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. I'm just going to say now categorically, I don't believe that a choice, making a choice, is of works. And I think that when we're under God's grace, there's no merit on our part for making a decision that's clearly going to benefit us. So what is grace in this context? It's a supernatural enablement to do something that we couldn't have done in our own capacity. 
There's an example of this in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. I'm going to let you look that one up yourself. So what is faith? It's belief in something unseen or a conviction that something's true for which we have no evidence. And that idea is in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. So if I was to match up my personal experience with the scripture, it'd go something like this. God had already given me grace. For example, by drawing me into the church, no one had invited me there. And the pastor told me that only 2% of people who walk through those doors do it. Uh, alone. So I believe that that was God's grace. I also believe that it was his grace touching me when I was deeply moved through the worship music. So I believe that this grace supernaturally enabled me to be open to receive the gospel message and to have enough faith to at least be somewhat open to believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that's a message I'd been told all my life was, um, pardon me, but BS. I was told it was a fairy tale that only weak people or crazy people believe. Now, when it comes to talking about choice, we could go back and forth all night about whether believing in Christ is a choice that we make freely or whether it's a predetermined act. Without analyzing the experience, it's pretty clear to me that I made a conscious decision that was my experience. It's also clear to me, though, that if it wasn't for God's grace, I would never have considered it. In fact, three days earlier, I was adamant that no one was ever going to convert me. So it did take God's grace to save me. And I'm also grateful that God gave me free will to accept his gift of grace and his sacrifice that paid a ransom for my life. Without the element of free will, I find it hard to see how we can have responsibility for our choices or enjoy a dynamic relationship with our Creator or understand why an all-powerful, loving God allows bad things to happen. I just want to share this scripture with you, which follows a similar theme to the previous one. It's Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, and it says, in him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance, until the redemption of the purchased possession, to the praise of his glory. When we believe the gospel message, we are sealed with or receive God's Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says that God's Holy Spirit dwells in us, God, the wonderful counsellor, residing inside us, that's monumental. Sorry, it's monumental. It's with his support and continuing grace that our lives are transformed. We can choose to make the most of his grace by partnering with him actively, or we can choose to turn our back on him. So you can see that salvation really is just the beginning. I'd like to pray for you in the spirit of Paul's prayer for the Ephesians. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, 
What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. I just want to share the thought that if we are the church and the church is the body of Christ and Christ is the head of the church, perhaps the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is the mechanism which makes Jesus the head of our church, which means that our active collaboration with him and our moment-to-moment submission to him is important in coordinating the body of Christ, if nothing else. So, would you like to share the story of your salvation? I'd love to hear it and perhaps share it on the podcast. You can leave me a voice message, download the Anchor app, search for Just Us and God and click on the message icon. It's that simple. Don't forget to subscribe to Just Us and God and share the link with someone that you think will appreciate the podcast. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day. Thank you.